Let us pray. Lord, as your scripture is read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your Holy Word. Thank you for your gift of Holy Scripture, we pray. Amen. Now, when we think of the word hospitality, especially when it comes to the church, one image always comes to mind. The coffee cup. <laughs> I have learned over the years, you can judge the quality of the church by its coffee, amen? Yep. Every church that I've ever been to has had coffee of some type somewhere on a Sunday morning. If you really think about it, it's almost like a sacrament to us, isn't it? Coffee cup. But what we're going to talk about this morning is... Hospitality is more than just free coffee. Hospitality is a way of reflecting the love of God and the goodness that comes from being a follower of Jesus. So, if you remember from last week, we began to uh, discuss those things that help to make a, a church fruitful. That is, those things that can help a church to uh, live into God's dream for it. And last week we uh, uh, were uh, discussing... Um, what did we discuss last week? Oh, yeah. What did we discuss last week? Anybody remember what we discussed last week? What was the last week? Evangelism. Oh, wow. It must have really stuck in this mind. Ah, man, I'm having a senior moment. Now I know why people uh, like write a manuscript sermon and don't try memorizing it. It's been a day. All right. So we talked about uh, uh, evangelism last week and, and um, uh, uh, spreading the word. This week, we're talking about something that I know about, and that is hospitality. Hospitality. You know, when I think of, of hospitality, I tend to think of the hospitality industry. Do any of you work in the hospitality industry right now? God bless those who do. Man, people are not always the easiest to work with. Hmm? They're just not. So when somebody does hospitality well, it kind of sticks in our minds. And for 
uh, me, when I think of people that do hospitality very well, there's a couple of big names that come to mind. One, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is the only place I know that you can sit in a line through the drive-thru that goes around the building, building and you uh, are still kind of happy to see the person at the window because they're just so darn friendly. You know, you've been sitting there for a half an hour and how are you? I'm so glad you're here. I'm like, oh, thanks. The other name that comes to mind when I think of hospitality is Disney especially Disney World. Have any of you been to Disney World? They are so overly nice, it's unbelievable. A couple of, of years ago, uh, we uh, uh, went on a wish trip for Owen to, to Disney World. And when we went, uh, we stayed at a place called Give Kids the World, which is just outside of Disney World, and it's for wish kids. So. We get down there and we uh, uh, shipped all of my son Owen's medical supplies. We shipped a big box of it down before we went because we flew. And then when we got down there, somebody from Give Kids the World was there with a little sign. And they uh, helped us gather our bags. And they, they took us to a uh, handicapped van that they had already rented for us. It was already turned on, warmed up, ready to go. They helped us get everybody loaded in, uh, gave us a real quick map of how to get to Give Kids the World. We got there. Uh, the uh, very friendly woman at the front desk uh, welcomed us and took us to our uh, little uh, condo that we were staying in. And it's like a little amusement park in and of itself. And uh, uh, each kid's family gets their own little condo. Uh, you can order uh, food delivered to your condo if you want, or they have like a big restaurant cafeteria kind of deal set up. And all the food is free. You can order as much as you want whenever you want. Uh, they also have a ice cream parlor that is open from like 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. And they warn you when you get there uh, that parents tell your kids or keep track of your kids because they can have as much ice cream as they want any time of the day and nobody will tell them no. <laughs> and it's free. So if you don't want your kid eating ice cream from 7 to 11, it's up to you to keep that from happening because we won't stop them. Uh, they have uh, 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 like uh, a big swimming pool that has lifts so you can lift kids who are in wheelchairs up and down in them. They even have like a merry-go-round where every other uh, spot, you have the carousel horses and then you have a wheelchair spot so they can ride. They have a train that goes around it that is all uh, handicap accessible. Uh, the characters from Disney come over every morning. And so before you go to the park, you can go and get your pictures taken with Mickey and Goofy and not have to wait in line when you get over to the parks. Uh, and it's like every other day is Disney and Universal. They kind of switch off. They have, um, uh, once a week, they have Christmas. Uh, Santa comes and each kid gets a couple of gifts because some of the kids may not make it to the next Christmas. Really wonderful, over-the-top hospitality. Now, that is, of course, kind of over-the-top types of, of, of hospitality. But there's another kind of hospitality. And it's kind of 
trying to think of a good example here. And the example uh, that I come up with is a sweet woman whose name was Mina. Uh, Mina, when I was, would visited, visit her, she was in her early 90s. She never married, um, had lots of nieces and nephews who just adored her. And uh, she was always happy to see me. And she wanted me to come out and visit her. And so I tried to make it out every week or, or, or so to, to see her. And she was the epitome of hospitality. Every time I would come to visit her, she would have a cake. And we would have to have two pieces of cake and two cups of coffee. <laughs> now, for the longest time, I thought it was just because she thought I needed some fattening up. But then I realized it was because she wanted two pieces of cake and two cups of coffee, and this was her <laughs> excuse. She would always make sure that I had the big comfy seat. She always wanted to make sure that I was comfortable. When we think of hospitality as a church, that is kind of the model we should be aiming for, making people feel comfortable in our church, in Jesus' church. So let's talk about that. How can we do that? How can we make people feel comfortable in church? Well, I think the first thing we need to do is we need to really hone in on a couple of questions. The first is, why do people need Jesus? Then why do people need the church? And why do people need this church? Because when we focus in on those questions, how we can be hospitable to people will be more easy for us to understand. So why do people need Jesus? Well, people need to know that they are, A, flawed, but forgiven. Flawed, but forgiven. There are a lot of people out in this world who don't feel good about themselves, who don't feel as if they are lovable, and they need to know that they may have flaws, but Jesus loves them and forgives them. They need to know that they have value. That's why people need Jesus. But why do people need the church? Well, the local church was God's plan in the New Testament. It was God's plan to help those who are following Jesus to grow in their knowledge, in their love of others, in their love of Christ. The church also helps those of us who follow Jesus to discover and to use our spiritual gifts. It's a place of encouragement. And this is the big question. Why do people need this congregation? Why do people need Groveport United Methodist Church? Well, first is, they need a local place here in Groveport where they can learn and grow as disciples of Jesus Christ. 
That's the reason we're here. That's the purpose that we have. They need some place close to where they can use their God-given gifts and abilities to serve others. See, when we have events at the church in which we ask people to come and to help and to serve, we need to not think of it so much as, as, as we're an organization that needs volunteers. We need to think of it as an opportunity for Christians to use their God-given need to serve others. Like Friday for our free, uh, free, free Friday, uh, which, thank you, Susan, for all the, all the work. I, I, I don't think I've ever, let's show some appreciation to Susan for all of her work for that. That is wonderful. But the reason that that, that that is so important is because that gives us as Christians an opportunity to serve. Because as a Christian, we feel a need to serve. And, and we need an outlet for that. And that is what the church is all about. So that's why people need Jesus. That's why people need the church. That's why people need this church. So how can we make them feel welcome here? Radical hospitality. It is the intentional invitation and welcome. Radical hospitality isn't the same as simply being friendly. I got to tell you, in 20-some years of being in full-time ministry, Every single church I have ever served, every single church I've ever been in, if you ask them, what is one characteristic of your church, what are they going to tell me? We're friendly. Do you think that's true every place? No, <laughs> that's not true. Now, some churches it is. Like, I think we really are friendly. But there are some churches who have told me how friendly they are, and I'm just looking around going, are we in the same place? Literally, I was in a church once where there were empty pews, like groups of them. Somebody sat down in a pew that was empty, and the person who normally happened to sit in that one pew, now there were three empty pews on either side, made that person move because they were, quote, in their seat. And they always told me they were friendly. Now, when a church says that they're friendly... What are they normally meeting? Who are they friendly to? Each other. Right. So when you show up, you know, of course, I'm friendly uh, uh, because I know you. It's like when you go to your, uh, um, uh, like yesterday, I went to my brother's house to watch the game. Hey, that turned out good. Um, were they friendly to me? Well, yeah, usually. <laughs> They're watching, so that's why I can make that joke. Um, but if I walked into somebody else's house, would they necessarily be friendly? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, it depends who I'm rooting for, right? If they got a Michigan hat on, it might not be so good. Would you bring the beer? But I, 
so many places I could go with that right now. <laughs> so many fundraising ideas I have. But, <laughs> but, but people aren't always friendly, right? Uh, so what, what do we mean by, by radical hospitality? Well, it's not friendliness, because friendliness is often, as we've said, internally directed. What we are really talking about is hospitality, being open to visitors, being open to people who maybe we don't always have the closest relationship with, right? How do we do that? How do we do that? Well. Um, the, so we, we bring beverages, for one, um, right? We always offer coffee, but um, it's sometimes a bit of a sacrifice. Sometimes we have to give up maybe our comfy seat for somebody else. Like I showed, showed with the kids, I was pretty comfortable, kind of. Sometimes it's making room for others who might be a little bit different than ourselves. For instance, uh, I, I think I've shared this story with, with some of you before. Uh, I, I was getting ready for worship one Sunday, and in this particular church, my uh, office was in the basement. I try not to ask. I guess it's in the basement here, too. <laughs> and uh, I was coming up the steps to the sanctuary, and I heard some language that you don't often hear on a Sunday morning of the four-letter kind. Well, I had two thoughts. First, that's interesting. And second, do I really want to go up there? Maybe I forgot something in my office. I should go look for it. But then I figured, well, it's too late now. They've seen me. I got to get in there. So I go upstairs, and there is a gentleman in, a, we had like a little cafe deal. And uh, there's a guy in, the cafe, in our cafe and our three hospitality ladies, uh, we, we had like a little hospitality welcome center and then, and then there was always baked goods and stuff there. And our hospitality ladies were just smiling and carrying on a conversation with a gentleman who none of us had ever seen. He had wandered in. He had uh, stopped to uh, drop off his recycling. We had recycling bins in the back of the church. And he decided to pop in to see what was going on, and he had never really been in a church before. And he was just sharing his day that just happened to include colorful language. And God love them, our sweet little old ladies were just smiling and going, uh-huh, uh-huh. It was so, so sweet. And it was the epitome of hospitality. In the New Testament, the, the word, the Greek word for hospitality means to love those on the outside. And as a church, we need to be hospitable. That means we need to always be thinking, how can we be uh, open to those on the outside? There's a couple of funny church signs I found, how we as Christians um, sometimes uh, say things that we don't necessarily mean. And uh, that, that one sign, I feel really bad for Pastor Larry, 
because he's... <laughs> um, right? We need to always be thinking about how are we interacting with people and, and how can we make people feel welcome here at our church. Because, you know, sometimes, sometimes things happen that, um, or we, we do things that, that, that we don't mean to make us, uh, makes us un, unhospitable. Uh, I want to look at that last slide real quick here that's got uh, some, some interesting uh, facts on it. And that is those things that make people the most uncomfortable in church. Those things that, that really cause people not to come back to church. And the number one thing is making people stand up during a worship service or making visitors stand up during a worship service. Have any of you ever experienced that? Yeah. Nobody likes that, or very few people like that, right? Unless you're like super outgoing. Uh, unfriendly church members. Uh, number three, huge. Unsafe, unclean children's area. Um, number four, a boring worship service. Have any of you ever gone to a worship service and felt trapped? Especially those of you who sit up to the front. That's why everybody sits to the back, right? Because it's an escape plan. If this goes south, at least I can get out and no one's going to see me. Right? None of those things, if you really look at that slide, are things that churches do necessarily on purpose. But they're all things that can cause us to come across as inhospitable. My friends, as we move forward as a congregation, we should always be thinking, what can we do to make us hospitable to those who are on the outside looking in? How can we make people feel comfortable here at Groveport United Methodist Church? Because we have a wonderful thing here, and we want people to be a part of it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day, uh, for this wonderful church and these wonderful, caring people. Help us to be as hospitable as possible uh, and uh, help us to think about um, how we can be uh, inviting to those who are looking to know more about you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.